0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports
1: Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio
2: 94.1. All right, we're back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. I was letting that BG intro song, Staying Alive, go, because that's Matt Hatfield's number one song, people. I had a misfortune one time. I saw him start dancing to that, uh, AJ. And I'm going to tell you what, it, the things you can never get outside of your head to see him move. He had a disco shirt on, too. The only thing he needed was four-inch heels.
0: I mean, look, we have him on the phone right now, but I'm not going to bring him up because we definitely need to discuss this. Was there a video evidence of this?
2: I, I wish we could have because, I, I mean, I was just in shock. It was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should run out the door. Uh, he, was, he was making moves, and I'm like, <laughs> you cannot unsee these kind of things. And every time I hear that song, the hair on my arms just stood up because I'm, I'm thinking Matt Hatfield staying alive, uh, disco ball, Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta, and here he is, Matt Hatfield.
3: You know I've heard stories and I might have footage of you in the club Ed so be careful what you say and what you wish for. You you would have a uh, first of all I can
2: I can shake a little bit. I know I stay in my lane and number 2 I don't do the disco stuff but when I saw you doing the disco stuff people in Atlanta be ready because uh, tonight he might be on a loose.
0: Well hey if he if you know you don't do the disco stuff then what do you do coach? Uh
2: the same old two step. I don't care what the music is, baby. You stay with that two-step. You can't go <laughs> it's,
0: wrong. It sounds like we need to go to Eagles Nest and have a dance-off between you two.
2: Hey, anybody want to hey, put I'll up be some there money on
3: Super Sunday? I'll be there on Super Sunday.
2: By the way. If somebody want to uh, put up some money, we will do it. And the money don't I'll have to it come on to us.
3: Super
2: Sunday. And go to charity. Let that money go to charity. We'll put on some moves. Yeah.
3: We'll see. We'll see what uh, we're going to be part with ESPN Radio ninety four point one. We'll tell you more about that as we inch closer to the Super Bowl. We also got NFL picks, but. uh AJ, do we have our next special guest on the line that I can introduce now?
0: Yes, we do. Oh, and then we just lost Matt. All right, we got to
2: bring Matt on. I tell you what, while we're doing that, let me uh, bring on our guest because he has been waiting patiently, and uh, sometimes he doesn't want to wait too patiently. He's the fine head coach at at the Menchville Monarchs, uh, currently uh, one of the – I know you don't want me saying this – I think one of the only remaining undefeated teams – in the state, and if you watch his team play, they are methodical, they are well disciplined, and they come at you. And that's the uh, head coach of that monarch squad, Lamont Strellis. Lamont, you out there? Sure. Hey, Lamont, man, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Matt was going to introduce you, but uh, he probably hit the wrong button. He's down here in Atlanta. We we just talked about Hadfield doing the uh, "Staying Alive" the B.G. dance song. Uh, we, I once saw Matt make it. some moves, and it was bad.
4: Some things, like you say, you can't unsee.
2: Now, and and watching Matt Hadfield, you you've known Matt for years too. And if you can imagine him with with a silk shirt, now he didn't have the two inch thick heels that the dudes back in the day used to wear. Thank God, because I'd probably be blinded for life. But uh, we're going to try to get him back on there. I know he's going to have some questions for you too, and AJ will let us know when he's on there. But uh Lamont uh, win last night.
4: Yes, sir. Who do
2: who'd who we knock off last night?
4: That uh, was a great game. We played Hampton.
2: Okay, oh, of course. Now you, that's always a battle between you guys, Hampton. Uh, they're they're coached by uh, um, again uh, Eric Brown, a tremendous coach too, in his own right. A very now see that's a that's a game, Lamont. I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm coming to scout, I'm playing one of you two teams. I end up watching you two guys because you're so intense. You you get so into it. There could be a clipboard going here, a clipboard going there. I'm the calm. See, I, I'm not used to all that because I'm so calm. I usually sit down the whole time. It's like I'm drinking tea on the sideline. But watching you and Eric is epic.
4: Right, yeah. I, I've told people before, man, you know, and I told Eric last night, you know, I mean, he's a hell of a coach. And, and, and sometimes we get judged by our records and, and not by our ability. And, and, you know, when you look at his ability and what he's been able to get out, I mean, because he has a fairly young team. And what he does with that group, you know, is, is phenomenal. And we knew that. I mean, we played the night before, and I told him, you know, hey, you got to rest your legs because, you know, Eric's going to make, make you play, you know.
2: Yeah, and, and, and for anybody to, to down Hampton right now, maybe not having a, a stellar record is, is foolish because he is one of those guys. I know as a competitor myself, Coach, I don't care what team he has on the floor. I don't care if he would be winless. If you're not ready to play them, he's going to come up with, with situations that you're going to have to coach against. And I'm going to say this live. There are certain guys I coach against. I don't worry about adjustments because they don't really make them. But somebody right. like him, yourself, you got to be on edge because right. if as long as the players can at least try this stuff, you guys have some stuff in mind. So for anybody right. to even say that, well, they know they're not winning, the coach don't – and I've not said that about me. And, of course, I don't care what people say. I've been at it too long. It doesn't matter. That, um, right. You know, you you can't all of a sudden not know how to coach. You, your kids have to be able to do what you want them to do. Now, the key is, are you ask them to do what they're capable of doing? And if they don't right. do it, hey, that's on the kids. I mean, I'm sorry. Right. That's the way I coach. And I tell our kids, that's something we practice. You've done. You've known. Uh, you should have to do it. Now, some people say, boy, that's being hard on the kids. But you know what? That's life.
4: Yeah, everyone knows that my one of my models is, is the board, from the board to the floor. And. If you want to play on the next level, you have to be able to make that adjustment from the board to the floor. Because we, we we all give you plays and sets and areas to be in and concepts, but then when you run against a coach like E, a coach like yourself, you know you have to make you know adjustments. And um, you know if 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 the guys can do that, then you you you're always. I feel like you, you, you give me a chance. And I always tell my kids, help me keep it close, and I and I win it for
2: you. There you go. There you go. Hey, did we get AJ? Did we ever find Matt? Hey, Lamont, he's back from his uh, disco disco second there for a few minutes. He was dancing. He knocked the phone off the table. We found
3: out. Good morning, Coach. Congrats on the win last night, 14-0. and 0. Not just a truly top coach, but one of the legends of basketball from our area. He went to Christopher Newport University, scored more than 2,700 points. And it all started for him, I believe, he'll correct me if I'm wrong, Mansman County, played at Forest Glen High School in Suffolk. I want to do this before we get to some of your stellar players, including one going to BMI, your two sons, one of which is going to Appalachian State, one of which is currently playing at East Tennessee State. And Ed will follow up, I'm sure, with some stories about you as a player back in the day and your stellar career. Tell me about what the city of Suffolk and just that area did in shaping you for your basketball career as a player when you went to CNU, then went on to play in the NBA, got drafted by the Warriors in 1991, and how it's also helped mold you as a coach.
4: Well, you know, as Coach Young knows, Suffolk has a plethora of talent and always has. And the – coming, you know, you know, our games – were different than the games today. Our games were on the parks, you know, and if you made it through the parks, then you became that next one. If you didn't make it through the parks, you weren't going to be the next one. It's just just how because, you know, everyone everyone started on the on the playgrounds. And and so in in Suffolk, you know, like most cities that are are you know, big in basketball or sports, you didn't want to lose because it has so much Talent and so many people on the park. You didn't want to lose. Now if you you could lose if you wanted the better players. You might get picked up that next game. But for the most part, you didn't want to lose. And that taught you how to compete. And because you didn't, like I said, you didn't want to lose. So you learn how to compete on the parks. And and as I've always said, you know, you learn the game. You know, you, you find your game on the park. You learn it in the gym. You know, because in the gym, you, you know, it's slower and. and you know, you get to break things down in the park, you know, you only got a certain amount of time to be out there before it gets dark. So you had to, you you know, you find your game, you you, you become more creative on the parks and things like that. But the the, you know, Suffolk itself has just taught you how to be competitive, you know, coming up in the neighborhood and uh, you had to fight your way out. So, you you know, you understand that struggle, you understand that uh, just how to, you know, create a way out of no way, you know, um, you know, I, and I'm a typical inner city kid that, you know, coming up in, in, I mean, the schools that were integrated late, right? And, you know, coming from the neighborhoods, they look at you, oh, you know, here's another black kid and things like that. And, and sometimes you have that that stigma that they're not going to make it because we come, we'll come in and and we're boys. We, you know, we're, we're boys with, you know, we're mischievous, we do things and, you know, things that people are not used to seeing. And and then, so you get that, 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 that little air that, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's not going to go here. He's not going to do that. And, and, you know, we, we, we were always having to prove people wrong, especially coming from South Suffolk. And uh, we had, we had always always had to prove our point. And even when I got Z three basketball, you know, and, Coming from B three again, you you have to prove your point, and and which is I I became used to that. So it was it was nothing different when I you know went on to the P I T and N B A and overseas.
2: You know, and, and I'm going to interject here, Matt, with with because I know Lamont won't say it aloud. He was a extremely very good high school player, and he did not play against um, nobodies. You know, the old NBA adage that back in the day all guys played against firemen and policemen. You know, come on now. Lamont went against some tough players. He might be the most competitive, good competitive player that I've ever coached against. And, and I, was, I coached against Lamont all his years in high school. And he was a tough guy to have to. scout against. He played on a very good team. McCoy Ricks was his coach a tough grizzled old veteran Um, and and that's what you got in Suffolk. Some tough veteran coaches. Spencer Mayfield over at Kennedy. Ted Lewis at Yates. When I came in, of course I was the new guy from the north, the young guy and boy did I get hammered here and there. But the battles they had were unbelievable and Lamont was one of those I could tell at that point just depending on what his grades would be. I, of course, I didn't coach him over at Forest Glen. I was at Suffolk High. If his grades were good, he's going to play next level. To get to the pros from Division Three is almost unheard of and And he did it. So, And again, that's his competitive nature. And Lamont and I've had conversation. And we butted heads at times. And I've got tremendous respect for Lamont. And I said, would well, tell him, Lamont, it's that doggone competitive sometimes get you in trouble. i got to wheel you back in a little bit because he is so competitive in everything he does, which is why I knew He could be an extremely very good coach because there's no in-between. Either you're going to get it or you're going to get out. There is no in-between. Some coaches like players do in-between, and they never reach their maximum abilities even as a coach or as a player. Lamar doesn't do that. So I had to throw that eight cents in there.
3: We're talking about
4: uh... (laughs) –
3: We're talking with Minchville head basketball coach Lamont. Sellers, a former CNU grade who started at Forest Glen high school. Now his Monarchs are 14-0, and top-ranked team in Class 5 in the state on Virginia Prep. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on ESPN Radio 94.1. And, Coach, I imagine it's pretty special. You got to coach your oldest son in Allen, who's now at East Tennessee State. Your youngest one in E is headed to Appalachian State. Got a pretty special group. Before we get to the key guys for this year's team, tell me what uh, coaching your sons has been like and the advice and I guess you could say wisdom that you've – Uh, put upon them as you've gone through this journey?
4: Well, one of the things that, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, they've seen me coach my daughter who played at Hampton University. My other daughter Mm -hmm. played at uh, North Carolina, uh, North Carolina Wesleyan, and now Allen at East Tennessee and and etching head to Appalachian State and people will come to me and and that want some advice and say, you know, I've watched you coach your kids and, you know, I don't, you all seem to get along. Y'all don't argue. We, we've had some battles, you know, but they, they asked, what's your advice to coaching your kids? I said, well, I, I, I always ask this trick question. I said, when, you, when you're when at home, which part of the game do you talk to the most to your kid about? And they they say, oh, I may talk to them about his body lambs, his hustles, rebounding, you know, this and this and this. And I said, well, you know, the, the difference is my kids and I don't talk basketball at home. And because at home, I'm dad. In the gym, I'm coach. So we we under, we we developed that relationship because I, I tell my kids my relationship with them is more important than the game at any time. And so what we learned to separate is the game and life, right? So that that allowed me to take it to the next level of how I coached them and how hard I was on them on the floor because they knew once we left the floor, basketball stays in the gym, unless they came to me at home to talk about it. So it was it became easy, and, and that started with my daughters. And so it became easy. You know, it was hard at first, but you, you have to realize, and, and, and then even like if I said something at home, my wife would always remind me, hey, you know, you 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 made a you made a deal with them and and so we had to you know we had to separate that and understand that that's that's what we did you know and uh, so that's that's my my only really true advice is to understand the balance of coaching your kids and and allowing them to be who they are.
3: Yes, certainly some similarities in the talents, coach, for for your two sons. But uh, tell me how they're different, and how this Menchville team is different from some previous squads you've had.
4: Well, I you know I, I tell people how the, the difference between Allen and Etchen is. Allen has the the demeanor of the younger me, and Etchen has the demeanor of the older me, the guy who's you know retired and more of a social person and things like that. And, and coach young would tell you, you know, back then I was more of a, you know, an introvert, you know, I was more focused and, you know, play with a chip on my shoulder and, you know, things like that. And, and though they are, they are, those two kids are that, but they are very similar when it comes to just attitude and temperament, and, you know, things like that. But the young um, game wise on the court, know, Allen is more of a facilitator um than that would look to score. And Etchin is more of a, a sorta more of a guy who would kid that would look for his shot and then facilitate. You know, he's um you know, he, he at one point he was like his dad, you know, meaning it's two types of players, players that look to pass and players that have to pass. I was a kid that had to pass you know, you know, I'm, I'm shooting, 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 scoring, 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 scoring to either I'm getting trapped or I, I have to, I have to, okay, I got to make this pass, you know, when Allen is more you know, a willing passer. And, um, as far as our team this year, we, we are very similar. We're not as tall as we were like with Jason and, um, in Dallas, but we are still as long and athletic as we've always been. Um, you know, so, I mean, we, you know, I, as i told some people before, you know, for four years, I didn't really have to coach or press because it was hard to press Allen, right? And so last year we lost the game. We were up early, and it was early, it was early in the season. We were up, and then they pressed us, and we lost the lead. Right, and I was, and I told the guy this, that's my fault because normally I don't. We've never really had to coach against the press, so I had to go back and put my press back in, you know, because teams started pressing us. But now, you know, it, it we 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 solidified that, we, you know, they press us, we pretty much get layups, and um, or we, you know, at least we can break it. And um, so, as far as that, we can both teams. All my teams can shoot. We we get a lot of shots up. So even you know with Chauncey and Allen and all those guys, even up to this team, we we all can shoot the ball. And and we and we are we are we are we are a disciplined team. And so and that's because not not necessarily just me, but because of Allen and Chauncey and all those guys who kind of nurtured these guys. Because you know I preach that take care of the people behind you. You know, and take care of the people behind you, and the program sustain itself hey, lamont i, I got
2: i want Go I want to interject some if I could here before Matt gets into your team real quick. You said a little bit earlier about coaching your sons and your daughters. I have to ask, you coached two daughters, you coached two sons. Was there a difference in terms of who was it easier to get through? maybe who you had to push a little harder? Uh, I know there's a difference between girls and guys, not just on the floor, but we all know that. That's point number one. And point number two, you kind of touched on it just a bit. How did? What kind of role did your wife have to play in this? Because obviously, she's going to have to be on both sides of the fence.
4: Well, you know, I mean, a lot. What what a lot of people don't know, my wife was an athlete. That's just as driven. She didn't. You know, you couldn't come to her whining unless, and Dad sometimes get a little. You know, I used to get a little. I can get a little charged up, but for the most part, you couldn't come to her whining and all that because she's going to tell you to suck it up, you know, un- unless, you know, like I said, they not done something crazy this time. But for the most part, you know, she she drives them and, you know, and she, and she stays, you know, we, we have great balance because she stays on their academics and allow me to focus on the athletic side of it, you know. And because she's a principal, you know, she's a doctor in education and she's a principal. And, you know, so she, she, she knows she's in charge of instruction at her school. So she knows all the ins and outs of the, of what they need as far as their testing and all that. So I, you know, she was able to handle all of that and which was a great balance for us. Um, As far as who was, you know, the two babies, right. Which was me, and Etienne were the you know you had to give them a little more boost sometimes but for the most part they all challenged and pushed each other you know because they understood the process and they 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 understood you know what they wanted to do they had you know they 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 knew what they wanted to do you know and um you know that's and that's pretty much all my kids you know i have five girls three boys and they all stay in contact and, and push one another you know, they're very big supporters of each other. So, you know, it, it wasn't hard to keep them focused because their siblings did a great job of that.
3: Matt? Well, Coach, we thank you so much for coming on the program uh, this morning. All the best, you as you're in position to possibly get that number one seat in the gauntlet that is Region 5B that I know Ed knows very well about and is just trying to squeeze in the door for the postseason party, which ought to be an interesting one after last year's state semifinal appearance for your squad. Uh, all the best, and we'll see you soon.
4: All right. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks,
3: Thank Lamont. You so much. All right. That is Coach Lamont Struthers of the Menchville Monarchs, 14-0 on the season, as you heard him talk about uh, his journey from his days in Suffolk, Ed, to uh, now coaching his two sons, Etienne Struthers, who is – headed to Appalachian State, uh, Allen, who's now playing at East Tennessee State, he's got a good squad this year with not just uh, the one son in E, but A.J. Clark, who's a very athletic wing, uh, really really tenacious guards, and they've been defending, and they're going to be a hard outcome playoff time. Uh, they remember they knocked off Kecoughtan, who was on a 20-game winning streak a season ago uh, when they got to the regionals at Scope in the semifinals, and um, those battles with Minchville, Woodside, Kickatan, Norview, and Maury in your region as well, and uh, you, Bethel, trying to battle for that last spot potentially. It's going to be a six-team battle royale like, you will, like the old Royal Rumbles in uh, wrestling, if you will.
2: Yeah, you know, right now I think they have established themselves head and shoulders above everybody. Um, and I know some teams won't like hearing that, but they are. I mean, they're undefeated. Um, you're going to have to come with the so-called proverbial A game against them. They're not, they don't make a lot of dumb mistakes on their own. Uh, if you're not up late on them, you're in trouble. um lamont is he he makes adjustments uh, we we touched on that earlier. not every coach is really good at making adjustments. I'll just throw that out there. sometimes I don't even make the right adjustments. Um, back to him last night that we we blew a seventeen nine lead first quarter lead and and didn't do some things right at the end uh, specifically hit free throws. but um, it's a tough out. He's got some some kids that um, they won't back down. They're going to come at you. And it is. I'll say this again without crying. Just having six teams out of uh, our region is ridiculous because there's going to be two, three very good teams not go to the playoffs and, and probably could win a game or two somewhere else. But that's just the way it's set up.
3: Well, I think people have to understand, too, even if they were not to get to state, which I think they're favored to do so and, and possibly hoist the state championship trophy trophy in March, at VCU, people said, "Oh my goodness, what happened to Kickatan? They were 22. Got people a good, manageable team. So even if they got beat by a Kickatan, a Moria, Norview, a Woodside who just knocked off number five in the country, Gonzaga on MLK Day, after losing to Kickatan three days earlier, it can happen because the difference between these teams is not all that substantial. And it should be a fun, very compelling uh, playoff, uh, of course, across the area and the state, but certainly in Region Five B, which is as tough and as fierce as any, perhaps, in the entire state. So." Ought to be interesting to watch unfold as we get closer to the March to March and the playoffs next month. We'll take a timeout and come back with buy or sell. We'll see how many shekels Ed has in his pockets next on ESPN Radio 94.1.
1: This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk
2: with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1.
3: It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call, 757 J U R E D for Larry King. That's right. You'd call Larry King, not Ed Young, because if you get in an accident, Ed's not helping you out.
2: I've said it before. I'll say it again. When you get in an accident, call the ambulance first if it's injuries. Number two, call the police. Then make sure you're represented.
3: Okay. Well, we are represented by the man in the Mission Control Studio, That is A.J. Risser, who has today's buy or sell questions. What's on the docket today?
0: All right, gentlemen. First off, man, I've I've been waiting to say this the whole time. You are in Atlanta. You need to check out the aquarium there because that thing is amazing.
2: Oh yes,
3: we rode by it to our hotel, and I wanted to go visit that, but I haven't had time. The problem is, I get to go to all these neat places, and then the time just dwindles. You know, Ed's bugging me about this, and people bugging me about that. Just
2: go to the doggone aquarium. Start making excuses. They have
0: two whale
3: sharks. Well, wait, okay, we got a game. Literally, when I get off the air, we go to the, we go on the bus to the arena, and I got pregame. When do you accept me? and Then we got to catch a flight back to
0: Norfolk. When do you accept me? You, you need to, to start. i at two in the morning. You need to start booking a separate flight. Yes, yes. Well, let I'm, the let the I'm team cheat for that. You should know this <laughs> by now. Let the team go.
2: Take an Uber back.
0: All right. <laughs> let's, let's get things started. The NFL Divisional Round starts today. Uh one of those games is Jaguars Chiefs. The Jaguars uh Trevor Lawrence 37 and 0 in his life in football games on a Saturday which includes 32 and 0 at Clemson, 3 and 0 in high school and 2 and 0 in the NFL today. Uh the Jags like I said take on the 14 and 3 Chiefs. Are you buying that the guy who threw four first half picks last week at home Versus the Chargers won't throw a single first-half interception today at Arrowhead.
3: I'm buying it because he'll have a fumble instead. (laughs) By the way, here's a little little stat nugget, guys, before we let Ed pick, buy or sell here. Uh, The Chiefs, you know, they've only given up 10 first-quarter points at home all season. seven Seven to Ed's Raiders, three to the Chargers. So in their other, what is that, seven, eight, nine games, they've not given up a single point in the first quarter. So expect Casey to jump out to a big lead. Jacksonville to come roaring back. We'll see if they finish the job. Coming with it against the Chargers last week as Dino got his dog with that one last week with the Jags winning outright. But I am going to buy it. No first half INTs. And I will say this we said he's undefeated on Saturdays. Is that technically true? Because his East Team lost seventeen to sixteen to the West team in the twenty eighteen US Army All American game. So does that count
0: or no? I don't think it does. Okay.
2: Well, It doesn't matter if it counts. He's getting a L today, so forget the Saturday win streak. It means nothing, and he's going to throw an intercept in the first half. Bank it, absolutely selling. selling.
0: I'm right. actually I'm actually going to buy that. I, you know, you go back to last week. I think right. it was we can all agree there were a lot of nerves for Trevor Lawrence last week. Uh, go back to that game against Kansas City earlier in the year, and and this was before really Jacksonville caught their stride in the middle of the year. He, he, I think he had two touchdowns, no picks. He didn't look terrible in a, in a I believe a three point loss to Kansas City. So mm-hmm. I think the nerves are behind him. I'm going to buy. He's not turning that ball over in the first half. Moving on, staying in the NFL, staying in the divisional round, the New York Giants and Eagles will meet for the third time this season on tonight uh Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts ranked fourth among quarterbacks with uh, 760 rushing yards in 2022 while the Giants Daniel Jones ranked fifth with 708 Saturday's meeting will mark the first playoff matchup in NFL history in which both starting quarterbacks each had at least 600 rushing yards in the regular season are you buying that they will combine for either 100 rushing yards or multiple touchdown runs in this postseason encounter. So buying that uh, they combine for either 100 or rush for multiple touchdowns. What do you think, Ed?
2: I think they'll combine for um, the running. I don't think they'll both have more than one running touchdown. I, I could see them each getting one in the game, especially Jones here lately. I could see that, but again, these two teams are very, very familiar with each other, so it's a little different than playing somebody for the exact first time. Uh, but I could see them combining because right now that's big for both quarterbacks.
3: So you're going to buy it. I'm going to disagree and sell it, even though I think Hertz will play better than most expect. He's been dinged up. I think he'll give the Giants a Hertz donut. Get it? Hertz donut. Uh, I like Philly in this game. I don't think Daniel Jones will be able to run, use his legs as much against that Philly pass rush, so I'll sell. So, A.J., you have to break the tie again.
0: I I think I'm going to buy. It's just you you look at these two. First off, anytime you have a division game, whether it's postseason or regular season, anything is on the table. Uh, you look at how close that, that Baltimore Cincinnati game was last week with a third or the second string quarterback for Baltimore. So division games, anything will happen. I, I think that they combine for over a hundred yards. And it I mean it might be one of those things where Jalen Hurts has, you know, like eighty yards and Daniel Jones has twenty one, like I believe in their first matchup. Okay. But I, I think they at least combine for over a hundred. Okay, on to hoops now. Yes, moving on here to college basketball. UNC's Armando Baycoat says, uh, who hails from Richmond, said he he is definitely going for both records tomorrow in the Smith Center versus NC State. What are those records, you ask? Baycoat needs one more double-double to pass Billy Cunningham's school mark and 17 rebounds to pass Tyler Hansbrough's record. Are you buying that he gets both of those against the Wolfpack? So 17 rebounds plus a double-double
3: darn skippy i am because he's getting healthier and i don't like kevin keats and this is an anti kevin keats pick so i'm bye 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 for unc to bludgeon the Wolfpack on the boards give it to me ed
2: <laughs> well you love kevin keats no, um, i
3: hate him that's the story behind that we'll tell one day but go ahead.
2: i'm gonna sell it he gets a double double but he doesn't get 17 rebounds
0: Ooh, another pie to break, AJ. I'm, I'm kind of with that as well. 17 rebounds is a very big number. I mean, that's kind of like with uh, Russell Westbrook going for all those triple-doubles and his teammates just clearing out of the way and letting him get rebounds. I don't think that's going to happen in this game. So I, I'm going to sell. I think maybe he gets one, but definitely not both. Okay, he's had some big rebound games. Moving on here before Cam Shelton's game winner for uh, Loyola Marymount on Thursday night, Gonzaga had won 75 straight games at their home venue and 76 home victories in a row when you throw in their triumph over Kentucky at uh, Spokane Arena back in November. Six more home games remain for the Zags before uh, their, their tournament, the WCC tournament. Are you buying that they will drop another one?
3: All right, Ed, so as far as the schedule goes for Gonzaga at home, they got a couple roadies with Pacific and Portland, who they should be able to. Portland did play well in that uh, holiday tournament, beat Villanova. They host Santa Clara. They host San Francisco. They host BYU. They host San Diego in their last two home games. St. Mary's, the tricky one, and Chicago State. Buy or sell, they'll lose another home game. Oh, boy.
2: I, oh boy. I'm going to say, oh, man. I'm going to say sell it. They're not going to. They won't lose another home game.
3: I am buying it because first of all, I was highly invested the night in that game. Drew Timmy, you you are overrated. You're a choking dog. I hate to say it about a college athlete, but they're getting paid now, so I can say it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to sell the St. Mary's, the Gales. They're winning this game. Randy Bennett's a good coach. This is not Gonzaga with Chet Holmgren. This is not one of their better teams that made it to the championship game like Jalen Suggs with that group. I think St. Mary's picks them off, so we disagree again, and A.J. has to break another
0: tie. I mean, you look at this team back in the beginning of the season. There were a couple of losses, uh, you know, against against good teams, Texas, Purdue, uh, Baylor all ranked at the time. I mean, Purdue now is, is the third team in the nation, but they've caught fire, and I, I think that was just a hiccup. I, I, I don't see them losing another one. This is where Gonzaga really catches fire down the stretch, just like they normally do. I, I don't think they're losing another one. Uh, you're agreeing with Ed a lot, which would scare me. What's the I, it does one? scare me, too, actually. He knows
2: a good mind.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, last Saturday, <laughs> Last Saturday, there was an astonishing nine wins by unranked teams over ranked squads in men's college hoops. Today, there are 17 matchups featuring ranked teams against unranked schools. Are you buying or selling that no more than three ranked teams fall to unranked opponents today?
3: That is a tough one. No more than three. I would like to see my guy Jim Larinaga knock off Duke today. Although they're ranked, and I believe the Dukies are not ranked, so that would be, you know, one that people are expecting it to happen because Duke's favored. Uh, the other ranked matchups. I don't see DePaul beating Providence. I don't see Wake beating UVA, though it could happen. I don't see Texas Tech beating Kansas State. LSU at home against Tennessee. Maybe a few weeks ago, not now. I'm going to say three or less ranked teams fall. So I will buy that. No more than three. Ed. I'm going to sell it.
2: I, I think there could be. I'll go one over. Go four. Um, wow, so
0: we disagree on every one. AJ, I, I, I don't think there's any way more than three. Now, if this was tomorrow, uh, I would I would probably say that more than three because uh, you know Maryland's obviously going to take down that aforementioned Purdue tomorrow. Uh, there but you go. Th- but they play tomorrow, not today. So I don't think uh, I, I don't think that more than three teams.
3: Wow, we've never done this. All five of the of the buy or sell questions, Ed and I completely disagree. So let's do a bonus one. Let's see if we do it again.
0: All right, last one here. Lone two ranked matchups. Number 14, TCU at number two, Kansas, who's trying to bounce back from the loss at Kansas State. And number five, UCLA puts its 14-game winning streak on the line at number 11, Arizona. One of those two games, buying or selling, they're going to overtime.
3: Ooh, what do you think? At OT for the Cats and the Bruins or the Horned Frogs and the Jayhawks?
0: I'm going to say
2: no. The closest one would be UCLA and Arizona. I think no. uh, Kansas handles TCU. Um, no overtime.
0: I agree.
3: Kansas handles TCU. The other game's not going overtime. I've been on UCLA all year, but they're going to get smoked today in Tucson. They Their 14-game winning streak comes to an end. You could take it to the bank. Arizona will roll. But I agree with you. I'm going to sell this. You agree, AJ?
0: Yeah, I don't, overtime is such a tough thing to try and choose there. Um, I, I, I don't see this happening. I'm going to say no. Neither of these games are going to go to OT.
3: All right, it's a sell, sleep for the bonus question. That is buy or sell on this edition of 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We'll wrap up the t- January 21st show with our NFL divisional round picks with Rister, Hatfield, Young, and Franza all next on ed young's favorite radio station
2: what is it oh man it's been you talk about consecutive streaks this one is forever espn radio 94.1 this is 757 saturday sports talk with matt hatfield and coach ed young on espn radio 94.1 all right we're back here it is saturday morning sports talk here on espn radio 94.1 we've had a uh uh, quick show going right on through. We're in our last segment. Uh, we thank Lamont Struthers for coming on, a head coach, basketball coach at Menchville High School boys team. He was on. And we had David Driver, a, the author of Hoop Dreams in Europe, which is a book about um, basketball, American basketball players over in Europe, especially here from the Seven Five Seven. You got to get, you got to get, get this book. It's DaytonDavid.com. Go to DaytonDavid.com and uh, get this book, Hoop Dreams in Europe. Um, and he also wrote a baseball book, Tidewater to Shenandoah. Also, you can get it on the David, excuse me, DaytonToDavid.com website. Right now, we're going to the big, big thing here. This is what everybody's waiting for. The main thing on here is NFL picks. Um, let's see what happens. Matt, I think, has the update on what's going on. Is he still with us, or did we lose him again?
3: I, I am here. I've made it down the elevator here in Georgia. Matt, you there? And, uh, before... Yep. Can you hear me? Do you have me, Ed? Now I hear you. Okay, now you have me. I made it down the elevator here in Georgia before our game at Georgia State, and we head over to the arena. Uh, so to give you a quick NFL update, and we've got our man Dino Franz on the line. He was a perfect 6-0 and oh last week. He swept the ball with San Fran, Buffalo, the Giants, the Bengals, Dallas, and Jacksonville, his upset special, which rallied from 27 down to stun the Chargers. Uh, Rister was 5-1. His only blemish was the Minnesota straight-up pick over the Giants, but he did hit his, his top play his money play with Baltimore plus eight and a half. Ed, you missed your money play with Cincinnati minus eight and a half. You went three and three, and I missed my money play of Buffalo minus 13 and a half. I went three and three. So we say good morning and congrats to the brand manager of our sister station, Fox Sports, 1310 AM, 100.9 FM. Dino Franza, you are rolling in the postseason playoffs. You got it done. Playoffs? Yeah. Well,
1: hopefully I'll keep rolling here in the playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, uh, I'm going to take, uh, as my dog this week, I know they have offensive line issues. Maybe three starters are going to be out, but, uh, I think the Bengals are going to hold in this game with the, uh, Buffalo bills. I like the, uh, Cincinnati Bengals getting five and a half in a game that, uh, I think Buffalo is going to win, but, uh, I think the Bengals are going to keep it close. Maybe a two, three point game.
3: So there you have it. Dino is going with the Bengals plus the five-and-a-half for his dog. Woof, woof. If you encompass the regular season and playoffs, he is 11-7-1, so you are doing quite well with him this postseason. All right, A.J., I'm going to let you go first for our first game. We'll pick them all straight up, and you can just tell us what your lock-in play is, be it spread, be it over-under. It's Casey laying the eight-and-a-half with a local product on the defensive line and Derek Nani from Ocean Lake High and Virginia Beach. The total is 52-and-a-half. Taking on Jacksonville. What do you got, Risser?
0: uh for I mean, it's such a tough thing because again we talked about this game earlier and jacksonville really got caught fire after that i nine and a half point dogs i i gotta take jacksonville at the points in this one
3: you know what about you
1: what about me yeah who
3: you got in this one jacksonville kc ah.
1: I think, uh, you know, I, I thought about Jacksonville with all those points like uh, A.J. did, but uh, I, I'm not so sure that they cover. I think Kansas City will win it straight up, though. I'll take uh, the Chiefs as a straight-up pick, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, I don't know if Jacksonville is going to have enough to hang with them.
3: And just to be clear here, A.J., you're taking the Chiefs straight up and the Jacks the points, correct? Correct. All right. Ed, how about you?
2: I, I'd go Kansas nine and a half a lot in the playoffs, Jacksonville's a scary team. I, I think Kansas City does it, but I'm going over to 52-and-a-half.
3: Oh, if so that's your play here, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take the shocker of shockers. I am picking the Jaguars to win this game outright. I am riding the Trevor Lawrence Saturday streak until he loses on a Saturday, which it might be today and the last Saturday I pick him. But I'm going to call with the shocker of shockers. I think the KC defense is a little leaky, and I think the Jags go in there and shock the world today with Doug Peterson – a coach of the year candidate. Another coach of the year candidate is Brian Dable of the Giants. They are getting seven and a half at Philadelphia. Total is forty eight and a half. Ed, I'll let you go first for Eagles and the G Men.
2: This I'm I'm going Philly, but I do believe the Giants will cover. I'm gonna pick Philly straight up, but I think the Giants will cover. Um right. and, and I'm gonna leave it at that.
3: All right, Dino?
1: I really like the Giants in that game, and I thought about it, but uh, my history picking against Philly this year, we know. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm 1-3 in in that department, so I stayed away from it. I, I think Philly went straight up, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants cover that game.
0: All right. I AJ? mean, you, you look at the Giants uh, at home. They got absolutely annihilated by Philly, but on the road last game of the year, they only lost by six. Now, granted, you had an injured Jalen Hurts and all that fun stuff, and so because of that – I mean, I think the Eagles went outright. I mean, it might be more than seven and a half. I'm not willing to bet my lock on that, but Eagles outright.
3: I'm going to make it my lock play of the week. I think the Eagles cover the seven and a half. I think they win by two touchdowns in this game. People have been throwing some dirt on them. They were rusty to finish the season. I think it's a bad matchup for the Giants who played them well in the regular season. People make this comparison with that New England Philly or New England Giants from years ago when they shocked them and into the undefeated dream. I don't see it. I think the pass rush with Josh Sweat, by the way, out of Oscar Smith High and Chesapeake, one of those guys getting many of those sacks this year. I think they will get to Daniel Jones and those receivers will not get separation. All right, Buffalo minus the 5.5, Cincinnati, 49.5 is the total. Your heard Dino's pick earlier with the uh, bills straight up but the dog being the bangles plus five and a half aj what do you got for Bengals and bills
0: still not my lock of the week which should tell you what that means uh, i'm gonna take the bills to at least I, I think they at least cover in this game i think that the Bengals just have some issues uh, i take buffalo but still not my lock of the week
3: all right still not your lock of the week how about you aj i mean uh, edward
0: I go,
2: oh boy, I I want so bad to pick Cincinnati, but missing a couple of linemen scares me. I'll go Buffalo minus five and a half. My lock over, I have 48 and a half. My lock would be Cincinnati, Buffalo, go over 48 and a half.
3: I'm showing 49 and a half. That was going to be my lock as well. I'll take the Bills minus the five and a half. Don't feel great about it, but I like the over in this game. As well. All right, for Dallas, San Francisco, it is Niners minus three and a half. The total is 46 and a half. Dino, to the Cowboys, do it again.
1: I don't think they've got enough. I think San Fran is the most complete team in the playoffs. I mean, they've got an excellent uh, defense. Their offense is clicking with the running game, taking uh, pressure off of uh, their quarterback, Brock Purdy. So I think San Francisco wins this game. And if Dallas, if their kicker misses another one, I want to see the camera zoom in on Jerry Jones, and I want to see that facial
3: expression. Yeah, not Peyton Manning this time on the Manning cast. It was losing his mind over it. Uh, Ed, what do you got for Niners and the boys?
2: Even though I say San Francisco, as, as of last week, will be in the Super Bowl, I, I'm going Dallas wins this game. I, I think I think Dallas wins this game. Um,
0: not by a field goal. You no.
2: Know, the kicker <laughs> could pretty much his, – his, his, he'll be looking for another team next year regardless. I, I got a feeling he's gone. But I think Go Dallas wins two.
3: this Go for two. What about you, AJ? You got the Niners
0: or the Cowboys? I am going to ride them all the way to at least the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll win it. I'm going to take the 49ers to cover by three and a half. I have a lot of faith in them. Brock Purdy is now the man of the future for San Fran. I'm taking them with the points.
3: Niners 24, Cowboys 20. They cover it by a sliver, and I'd like the under in that game as well. That'll do it for 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Thank you so much, fellas. Keep it tuned right here. We've got Old Dominion basketball, women's and men's all day long. We've got NFL playoffs not only here on 94.1, but also on our sister station, Fox Sports 1310 AM and 100.9 FM. For AJ Dino, Ed, I'm Matt. We'll talk to you again next week right here on your home for sports, ESPN Radio 94.1.